Welcome to an episode of The Underworld is Underrated. I'm your host, Jonah, along with my co-hosts, Andrew and Emma. And today, we're interviewing some special guests from Thebes, Joe Costa, Creon, and Oedipus. Oedipus was the king of Thebes before he was found guilty of an incestuous marriage, murder of the previous king, and exiled from Thebes. Now, we'll talk about Oedipus as he reflects on his interesting previous life. Oedipus, tell us, how does it feel in the afterlife? Have you escaped your eternal suffering? I'm glad to finally be here in the afterlife with you guys, and I'm also very happy that all of my suffering and curses are over. If you don't mind me asking, how did you come to join us in the afterlife? Aha, now that, my friend, is a very funny story. So, as you may recall, after, or I guess really right before my exile, I gouged my eyes out with the brooch, which made me blind. And one day when I was wandering around in the hillsides, where I was exiled to, um, I slipped on some bird crap near a cliff, and I fell off, and let's just say when I hit the ground and woke up, I wasn't on Earth anymore. So now, looking back on your life, how would you reflect upon your decisions? I wish I would have taken some of the hints that the kind people of Thebes and some of my closest friends had been giving me, and I wouldn't have been so eager to discover the truth. So, you regret searching for the truth? Um, so, yes and no. I am happy that I did find out the truth and that I was able to know how things really were, but I was also very sad that in finding out the truth, I ended up losing everything I loved and being condemned to a life of pain and suffering. Do you blame the gods for your fate? I believe that the gods were definitely a part of the issue in determining my fate, but my choices also affected my life a lot as well. I recall you once said, I am of all men, the most accursed, most hated by the gods. Does that mean you believe you're cursed? Yes, I do believe that most of my fate was largely predetermined by the gods. So, you don't believe your choices affected your life? Um, that's not exactly what I said. I think it was a combination of fate and choice, but the guards definitely had a large bit to do with it. I see. So, now that you and Jocasta have made it to the afterlife, how was seeing her again? I will admit, it was awkward. Very awkward. Uh, but I do not blame her for what happened between us. Neither one of us knew. So, what became of your life after exile? Well, as I mentioned earlier when I told my death story, I pretty much just wandered aimlessly through the hills in a bunch of pain. If you had a chance to do everything over again, what would you do differently? Ah, uh, I love my children, but I believe I would do my best to never marry Jocasta, and I would also make sure that I grew up thinking of Merope and Polybus as my real parents, and I'd never leave Corinth and never seek the Oracle. And if the gods did somehow curse me to the same fate and I somehow found myself king of thieves again, I would never seek the truth and just live in ignorance. And now, a short intermission as we prepare for our interview with Joe Costa. 
Alright, thank you, Jonah. And now we are here with Jocasta, and we are about to get straight to the point in this interview. So, Jocasta, what specifically led you to deciding to commit suicide? I couldn't bear to look at Oedipus again knowing. Knowing and seeing are the two things I never wanted to do again. Is there a difference between the two? Yes. Knowing something will haunt you forever, and you can know something without seeing it. Even if you see something, it doesn't necessarily mean you know and understand it. Did you think about how your suicide would affect your children and the people of Thebes? I only thought of ending my pain. It was an impulsive decision, and I thought nothing of Thebes or anyone in it. So as stated in Oedipus's biography, she was in a frenzy. She was tearing her hair with both her hands. Were you worried that you would see Oedipus again? I was, and I hadn't the slightest idea of what I'd say to him now that we both knew the truth. So now that you've been in the underworld for a while, have you run into Polybus and Merope yet? Yes, I have. I only wish their side of the story could be heard, for they played a part of the prophecy as well. What did they have to say on the matter? They only wished they could have protected Oedipus from his fate. Had they shielded him from the truth, perhaps it could have remained a secret. There is the matter of fate, though. Maybe it was unavoidable. Do you think Polybus and Merope could have altered Oedipus's fate? I am not sure, and now we will never know. That is the curse of only hearing some sides. Someone's story is always missing. Like in current times? You'd know more about that than me. Nowadays, we only ever hear some sides of things. Like the news, we only ever know what we've been told. Like you said, someone's story is always missing. According to Oedipus's biography, your last line was, I pity you. Pity is the only word I know. The rest is nothing. Can you elaborate on that, please? I chose those words carefully. I pitied him for being so desperate to find the truth. I pitied him for being so driven by discovering the truth that he was willing to shatter his life and those around him. And all for what? So if the plague had never happened and you had still married Oedipus, do you think you would have figured out by yourself that he was your son? I am not like Oedipus. I would never have sacrificed my happiness for the truth. So if you were given a chance to live your life over again, what would you do differently? I would have been sure Oedipus died as a baby. Call me cruel, but death when young and still full of innocence is a better fate than eternal suffering due to your cursed fate from the gods. Alright, well thank you for being honest with me, Jocasta. And now, over to our co-host Emma for a quick interview with the world-renowned Crayon. But in the meantime, while we get everything ready, a quick intermission. Welcome back. Now we are here with Creon, who is the brother-in-law of Oedipus. So Creon, how did it feel to receive death threats from your brother-in-law slash nephew? To be honest, I didn't really care. I didn't want his job in the first place. I was happy and content with my life. How did seeing your sister Jocasta again after her death feel? I was glad to see her, of course, but I feel horrible for her cursed life. What was your reaction upon hearing the truth about Oedipus? I was horrified, but nothing could be done. Oedipus had to leave so the plague could be lifted and Thebes could continue on existing in a better way. Random question, but how did you die, Creon? It's a quite embarrassing story, actually. One day, I woke up, and I tried to roll out of bed, and I rolled too far, and I hit my head on the ground, and, well, you know the rest. What would you have done differently with your life? Honestly, there is nothing else that I would do differently, because I lived a nice, happy, and content life. What is your relationship with Oedipus now? At first, it was a very awkward relationship, knowing that he was both my brother-in-law and my little nephew. But over time, we put that behind us, and now our relationship is perfectly fine. 
Alrighty, that wraps up this very special podcast. I would like to give a big thanks to our guests, Jocasta, Oedipus, and Creon for sharing their thoughts and answering our questions. I would like to give another big thanks to my co-host, Emma and Andrew, for helping create this podcast. There were some very interesting topics covered today, such as fate versus choice and seeing versus knowing. We also got to hear from our guests what things they would do differently if given a second chance. Thanks for listening. This is Jonah signing off. And remember, never gouge your eyes out with brooches from your mother slash wife's blouse.